In this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're going to be going over the new bomb shelter add-on as well as updated mechanics for the 45 plus DTE income strategy. Before we go on, just a quick disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor and everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. Now, I'm going to go over the high-level mechanics of the strategy itself and then kind of uh, explain a little bit about philosophically why I made this strategy, um, why the updates, and what the intent is for to kind of set the expectations and um, lay the foundation so you can make a decision on whether or not this is something you actually want to add to the strategy because it, it is optional. In the subsequent episodes, we'll dive uh, more deeply into each of the components, the income um, strategy portion, which you guys should be familiar with, uh, the kind of style of strategy this is, and just kind of, well, I'll touch on why uh, we made changes to, you know, for example, the DTE and the Delta, um, and then talk about the uh, actual bomb shelter portion itself, and then maybe wrap everything together with looking at uh, the risk that you'll be taking on the strategy and how to kind of measure um, using the credit received and looking at the entire book and everything. But real quick, just the, the base mechanics so I don't leave you guys hang. For the income strategy portion, uh, rather than the 60 DTE that I've been doing recently, this is now at 120 DTE, okay? So you're going to be selling a 120 DTE 15 delta short put, not a 5 delta 15 delta again we'll get into why um in the later episodes but you can still enter once a day um, or depending on the account size and the credit target because you're going to get a lot more credit for the 15 delta so if your account size and the product you're choosing you can't quite squeeze in every single day you can do a lower frequency or you could do you know, four times a week, three times a week, two times a week, one time a week. And again, in the episode with the risk calculator, we'll look into more how this affects uh, the credit targeting and kind of the risk. Um, and at the end of the day, the risk ends up being similar. It's just you're going to have um, more concentrated in uh, your, your credits and a smaller amount of contracts versus sorry, a smaller amount of entries if you do less frequency. So you do 120 DTE, 15 Delta, and the exit mechanic is similar. You still set a bracket order. And for the moment, I am using a 50% uh, profit target. Uh, 60% is also okay. Again, later on, I'll get into why the kind of the nuances, but I'm using a 50% profit target as one exit condition or a 200% stop loss. And again, for those who aren't familiar, that is a 3x credit. Right, so if you collected five dollars, you exit at fifteen dollars for a net loss of ten dollars, which is a two x net loss. Right now, I am not using a DIT cap. All right, previously I was using a twenty four hard cutoff DIT, meaning no matter what, win or lose, you take it off at twenty four days in trade. Right now, there is no time limit for the days in trade, so just the bracket order. Now, for the bomb shelter portion, for each short put that you sell you're gonna buy two contracts of 90 dte long puts using one tenth the debit of the credit for each short contract so basically you're doing a one to two ratio okay one short put to two long puts but again the short put is at 120 dte long puts at 90 dte 
okay, DTE, and we'll get into why um, in a later episode again. But the one tenth of credit, I'll give you a concrete example. If you sell the short put for $20, okay, you're gonna take 20 divided by 10 for one tenth, which is $2, and you're gonna spend $2 to buy two long puts, meaning they're gonna be a dollar a piece, okay? So once again, if the short put is $20, you take that credit divided by 10 for one tenth, so you get $2, and then basically divide that by two, which means you spend $1 a piece on 90 DTE long puts, right? So the delta doesn't matter so much as the credit, sorry, the debit that you pay. And that's it. The exit criteria is when the short put exits, you exit the long puts. So um, if you can do some kind of uh, conditional one trigger other order, you know, and toss or something, you can use that. Or uh, if you don't have that functionality in your brokerage, you can uh, you want to track your trades, right? So in, in your trade log for each short put, you want to match it up with the corresponding long put. So when the short put exits via the bracket, you close the long put. So very simple, very mechanical. So that's the mechanics. Again, we'll dive deep into each piece and the reason behind everything in the subsequent episodes. But I want to just cover why we built this thing, right? This was meant specifically as a black swan hedge, right? The bomb shelter is meant specifically to mitigate bomb risk. What is bomb risk, okay? When we were testing the various permutations of this long dated, you know, the 45 plus income strategy, 45 DT, 60, 90, 120, we, we, we looked at a period of time from, you know, for a shorter period of time, we looked at previous five years, which is 2015 to 2020. We also looked at longer periods of time, you know, 2005 to 2020, because of course the, the idea is to look at those historical kind of what we now call black swan events, kind, kind of like 2008 um, or 2020, and then some of the milder crashes, like maybe the summer of 2015 or the grind down in late 2018. But even in COVID, right, we had... You know, the market, yes, was down, you know, 30 some percent, right? But in terms of gaps, it was those two times with the circuit breaker, you know, limit down opening 7% down gap. Even in those severe gaps, which I, I think is some of the worst in history, okay, again, to, to clarify a gap versus an intraday sell off, right? Because with anything intraday, our stops are going to hit and get us out. Even with those gaps, now the the worst loss we saw was something like 4x, 4.5x, depending on which configuration you're trading. So honestly, as long as you're trading a reasonable size, the drawdown was was manageable. Okay, even those 4.5x gaps wasn't on the whole book, because prior to things really getting crazy, there was you know for example in, in February of 2020 this kind of sell off late February, which would have wiped out most of your book at a 2x loss and you'd be building up the book slowly and then COVID hits and in earnest and then the, everything you know goes to crap but at that point you don't have a full book so you, you probably only lost like one or two at the 4x and the rest of them were at you know the, the regular amount so even in that kind of black swan quote unquote it was manageable without any kind of gap hedge right so the idea is what if there was some kind of nuclear catastrophe or a, a you know a bomb right goes off and the market gaps right a true gap now yes we can argue that number one a gap of that magnitude has never happened ever in the history of the market and number two even with 
now, uh, in these days, like circuit breakers, right? The level one, level two, level three circuit breakers, a, a gap in theory should not be possible, right? So you can imagine there's a seven percent gap. Like I explained, there was, you know, four x, five x. You know, get out. Yes, there's a loss, um, but, you know, in that case, there was trading that happened, right? Now, in that moment between the market coming back on and hitting the next circuit breaker, you would imagine you can get out, um, even if it's at a, a larger loss. But what if you couldn't? What if something happened and the exchanges were down or just for whatever reason? You know, and again, I'm, I'm just kind of speculating here. And the thing is, I struggled for a bit whether or not even to try and put this thing together because really why pay for something because there's a cost okay i'll touch on that in a second of course there's there's anything you want to buy in terms of protection or a hedge there's always a cost involved so do you really want to pay for something that you don't conceivably think will happen right and some people might decide no right and the analogy is like you you know that for example when you get on a plane the plane can crash but you still get on and you don't and there's not really much you can do about it you just kind of accept that risk and even though you know that it's statistically very unlikely so this is a similar situation so this um the way i set this thing up it was designed only to really react in a 20 percent gap vix goes to 80 or even higher know because i used um risk modeling using the the analyze mode and toss and of course take that with a grain of salt because those kind of simulations you can never expect them to be accurate to what might things really look like in real life right so that was what i designed it for i wanted to just to have kind of what i call minimum viability or minimum survivability right so i i set something up structure wise where in that event the loss would be maybe limited to something like 7x or 6x as opposed to without it, you know, 15x or more, All right? So if you don't care or you don't think this kind of gap event is possible, you can skip the bomb shelter portion entirely, right? You can use the new configuration of the income strategy or you can use any of the old ones with the 60DT, 90D, all, all that research on that you know, all that content from before that still applies. But if you want to use the bomb shelter, then the new configuration with the 120 DT and the 15 Delta, there's a specific reason for that setup again, which we'll get into later. But I just want to set that stage. That is the reason this is specifically to hedge or protect against what I call the nuke risk. All right. And, and under everyday circumstances, it will, of course, still hedge a little bit you know, maybe five to 10% of the daily volatility. Um, and if you do hit a stop, even though that hedge is very far away, you might get a little bit of a profit on there. So what I need to do is do a full mechanical back test with both legs and just to get an idea of how much protection you get. Um, because what the kind of back testing I do, it's only simple single legged strategies. And um, for two-legged, especially with this kind of custom type of management, uh, you really need to do custom, like a mechanical back test with like Option and Explorer. So I haven't done that yet. But the reason is not that I don't care to know, but because this was designed specifically for that gap risk, I, I don't really need it to do anything under normal circumstances, right? So I do view the cost 
of those long puts as just a, a pure throwaway cost, right? If they do hedge, and, and again, they should hedge a little bit, but that's not what I designed it for, nor do I have any expectations of it. So-called hedging and normal, you know, daily volatility, or even like, uh, you know, right now, September 25th, um, 2021, and we had sort of a kind of a sell-off earlier this week, and the market was off the all-time highs and you know, 5% or something. So that was, you know, VIX went to 25, and there was... A bit of volatility there it, yes in that circumstance i think it would have done something um but again i don't expect it to necessarily uh so again just to set the expectation for you guys and set the stage for what i intended for this thing to do and the cost of it is from our kind of projection there's something like 20 percent of your profit okay so 19 to 20%. So for example, if you set the strategy and you size it to make like 100 grand a year, this thing is going to have a 19 to 20 grand drag, which means with the combo trade, uh, no, the, the short puts and the long puts, you will need to kind of lever up the whole system by about 20 to 25% to achieve the same level of performance as without using the bomb shelter. Okay, again, so if you're targeting for example, a 10% return for the strategy. Um, the bomb shelter portion is going to cost you about you know, 1.9 to 2%. So you have to lever the whole thing up. So which means your credit targets also have to basically amplify by that 1.2 to 1.25 factor. So keep that in mind. Um, so that's obviously a kind of a con or a disadvantage of using this. Again, to pay that cost, for something that may never happen, you have to make that decision whether or not it's worth doing. And again, so that's why the bomb shelter is an optional add-on to the base income strategy that, that I've been trading, we've been trading for a little while now. And the last thing I'll mention is there is one kind of tangential benefit um, as a result of using the long puts uh, is on portfolio margin, this becomes extremely, extremely capital efficient and less notional leverage required as well because you are selling that 15 delta put. It's the short put itself, you get a lot more premium for per contract, right? So the, the capital efficiency of the short put by virtue of the higher delta is better. And with the two long puts that you're adding, and I want to clarify that's for portfolio margin only, and I think maybe for for span margin on futures because remember you're selling the shorts at 120 and the long puts at 90. So if you don't have portfolio margin, this is technically still quote unquote naked. Reg T margin won't credit you the buying power of the long puts because they're they're in the front month, right? But with portfolio margin, because they evaluate ba based on T0 or your current risk, you will actually get margin credit for the long puts. So this is extremely capital efficient, the new setup, but do not take that as a license to amp up the leverage, okay? So you can't size this trade using the margin requirement. If you allocate 50% margin to this, it will be super leveraged. So keep that in mind, look for the upcoming risk calculator episode, which where I'll talk about how to size it and how to gauge. Um, you know, I had an episode already on using credit as a proxy for risk, but I've, I've built a kind of full-featured 
uh, interactive calculator that's already on the strategy page. You can take a look now if you want to play with it. I try to put some instruction and it should be kind of mostly self-explanatory, but uh, I'll do an episode on that. So to kind of help you gauge kind of the risk involved um, and how to size it because the, mar- the capital efficiency is just really extreme now. So Joe, keep that in mind. So with that, um, again, that was the overview. We'll have a few episodes coming up on each of the, the different pieces and kind of more details and, and kind of dive into um, everything that's involved. So let's leave it there for today. As always, if you guys enjoy this episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It's available on most of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also find more of my content at my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you can find all of my strategy mechanics and trade logs as well as essays I have written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at TheTradeBuster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you guys next time.